Welcome, come on in to the Church of Stop Shopping. I'm Reverend Billy. It's the Earth Church, and there's plenty of room here for you. Come on in and sit down. Just about to start the message of the day, which has a title, The Earth Goes to Washington. Everyone in the United States Congress suddenly comes to life. The speaker is damning someone from the judge's chair up there, and she stops. Isn't this something? I'm breathing. The trumper down in the well, looking up at the speaker, hating her, he gazes down at his body. His hips are circling round and round. He looks up helplessly. He's beginning to dance. Nancy and Mitch and Marjorie and AOC and Chuck and Ayana and Ilhan and Debbie and Tom and Hakeem and Pramila and Dan. All the congresspersons are laughing and starting to dance. And it's on C-SPAN, as big as life, the world can't believe it. Congress, the famous capital of fear and loathing, is dancing. The earth has come to Washington. Most of our bodies ready to breathe, beat, flow, laugh. And when all of it happens at once, dance. And when we listen to the ornate curses that are the lingua franca of American democracy just now... <laughs> The lower body is hidden from view. We're watching and listening to the 2% at the top, the head and the face, spitting venom, framed by accessories like hairstyles, fists, and the occasional salute. Fundamentalism marches out of the frontal lobe of the cerebral cortex of the congressperson and colonizes the voice box. But below the collar of the power suit is the natural world. Down in the body are the sounds that grew into that hateful language. Down in our body there is the laughing of the humming and the singing. And so I'm going to stop there now. I'm going to share a beautiful kind of music with you, a musical interlude. We're going to listen to our mother from inside the womb. Listen to what a preborn baby is listening to. inside the miracle there. Now, how did the words of hate happen that hatred could come out of that rich garden, that garden of miracles? 
inside. Where do these accusations of fraud and murder and infanticide come from? Everybody's been called everything now in public. And the repetition of it is so extreme that it seems like people aren't saying anything anymore. But we still have the sounds of laughter and song inside of us. And that makes us believe that language can begin again. Down in the pre-language parts of the body, the 98% of the body below the hate-filled amplification at the top, our natural selves offer some hope of graciousness in the future. Our bodies remind us that we are walking ecosystems full of life. Our bodies are in a state of evolution and extinction. That's where the evolution is headed right now, but more of that later. Our bodies have the bones and gestures and the feelings of the earth evolved in us. We are shaped by the savannas and the mountains, the mangrove swamps and the rainforests and the high plains deserts. The earth has shaped us and we carry that in us. And didn't you hear the earth when you were listening from inside that baby? Didn't you hear the earth? It's not for sale. 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 I'm telling you, democracy is not for sale. Not for sale. Not for sale. I'm telling you, democracy is not for sale. Burning with the justice ghost. Justice in my hand, in my feet, justice in my heart, all over me. Justice in my hand, in my feet, justice in my heart, all over me. Telling you my neighborhood is not for sale, not for sale, not for sale. I'm telling you my neighborhood is not for sale. Burning with the justice goes. The justice goes. Justice in my hand. Justice in my feet. Justice in my heart. All over me. Justice in my hand. Justice in my feet. Justice in my heart. It's all over me. Feel it in my hands. Feel it in my feet. Feel it in my heart. All over me. Feel it in my hands. Feel it in my heart, feel it in my mind, in my world. Feel it in my hands, feel it in my feet, feel it in my heart, all over me. Feel it in my hands, feel it in my heart, feel it in my mind, in my world. Welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. Cyprus has appealed for international help to tackle a huge wildfire described by officials as the worst in the country's history. The blaze, fanned by strong winds, is spreading through the southern Limassol district and has forced the evacuation of several villages. 
Dozens of properties have been damaged, but no casualties have been reported. Cyprus has been experiencing a week-long heat wave with temperatures reaching up to 104 degrees Fahrenheit. Up to 410 million people will be living in areas less than two meters above sea level and at risk from sea level rises unless global emissions are reduced. A new study finds that currently 267 million people worldwide live on land less than two meters above sea level. Using a remote sensing method called LIDAR, which pulsates laser light across coastal areas to measure elevation on the Earth's surface, researchers predicted that by 2100, with a one-meter sea level rise and zero population growth, that number could increase to 410 million people. Their maps show that 62% of the most at-risk land is concentrated in the tropics, with Indonesia having the largest extent of land at risk worldwide. These projections showed even more risk in the future, with 72% of the at-risk population in the tropics and 59% in tropical Asia alone. A new analysis quantifies just how unequal tree cover is in the U.S. Neighborhoods with a majority of people of color have, on average, 33% less tree canopy than majority white communities, according to data from the Tree Equity Score Map. The poorest neighborhoods, where 90% of residents live in poverty, have 41% less coverage than the wealthiest ones. Once known as the world's elephant killing fields, Tanzania appears to have halted the worst ivory poaching within its borders, making more than 2,300 arrests of poachers and traffickers over just five years. Investigators say that by the beginning of 2020, they had identified and penetrated at least 11 organized wildlife trafficking syndicates and arrested 21 kingpins, the high-level leaders and organizers of the illegal trade who profit most from it. Conservation groups, including the Wildlife Trade Monitor Traffic, said Tanzania previously suffered poaching on an industrial scale, leading to a 60% decline in its elephant population in just five years between 2009 and 2014. The figures from a government census equate to a loss of more than 60,000 elephants. Since the crackdown, elephant populations have risen from 43,000 in 2014 to 60,000 in 2019. The Brazilian Amazon has suffered its worst June for forest fires since 2007, official data shows, indicating another devastating dry season for the world's largest rainforest. Academics believe they have identified a remarkable geological secret, a sunken continent hidden under Iceland and the surrounding ocean, which they have dubbed Icelandia. An international team of geologists believe the sunken continent could stretch from Greenland all the way to Europe. It is believed to cover an area of 600,000 square kilometers. But when adjoining areas west of Britain are included in a greater Icelandia, the entire area could be one million square kilometers in size. If proven, it means that the giant supercontinent of Pangaea, which is thought to have broken up over 50 million years ago, has in fact not fully broken up. Crude oil prices swelled above $75 a barrel for the first time in three years as OPEC met in Vienna to discuss oil output. And now, the sounds of extinction. The Chinese white dolphin, or Indo-Pacific humpback dolphin, inhabits coastal waters of the eastern Indian and western Pacific Oceans with populations in the waters of mainland China, Macau, Hong Kong, Taiwan, and Singapore. The Indo-Pacific humpback dolphin is gray, white, or pink, and may appear as an albino dolphin to some. Uniquely, the population along the Chinese coast has pink skin, and the pink color originates not from pigment, but from blood vessels, which were overdeveloped for thermoregulation. 
The body length is from 6 to 12 feet for adults and 3.5 feet for children. An adult weighs between 300 to 500 pounds. Indo-Pacific humpback dolphins live up to 40 years. Indo-Pacific humpback dolphins live in small groups, generally with fewer than 10 individuals. They hunt using echolocation. Female dolphins reach sexual maturity at around 10 years old, while males mature at 13. Calves are born after a gestation period of 11 months. The mother stays with her calf until it can find food for itself, usually when it reaches three to four years old. In 2013, conservationists in Hong Kong warned that the local population had fallen from 158 individuals to just 78. Members of Hong Kong Dolphin Watch spotted a group of dolphins helping a mother to support her dead calf above the water in an attempt to revive it. A Dolphin Watch spokeswoman claimed that the calf had died after ingesting toxins from polluted seawater through its mother's milk. Indo-Pacific humpback dolphins are at particular risk of exposure to organic pollutants because they inhabit shallow coastal waters, which are often impacted by human activities. Discharge of organic pollutants into marine environments has been shown to decrease water quality, resulting in habitat loss and a significant reduction in species richness. The loss of key pods has caused species fragmentation. These animals are extremely sensitive to all marine noise pollution, and the stress of busy harbors makes reproduction difficult. Clusters of plastic debris can cause noise pollution, which interferes with the dolphin's sense of echolocation. As plastic debris is hurled together by ocean currents, sound is produced underwater. An excess of sound waves underwater can render the dolphin's sense of echolocation useless. There are likely less than 2,000 of these animals left in the wild. And hear the sound of the Chinese white dolphin or the Indo-Pacific humpback dolphin. I come from also where the wild things are. We call it Oma'a King, the land to which the people belong. It is not the concept of private property, the land to which the people belong. Think about that. That's a whole different worldview, and that's really what we really need to work on having. You know, where do we belong? What is our covenant? What is our relationship to land and to place? And how are we going to actualize that in our work and what we do? The land to which the people belong, that, that, is, that is where I come from. But it is also the land where the wild things are. You know, there is that here too, but where I live, you know, you have frogs, you have butterflies, you have all kind of biodiversity, you have wild rice, you have bears, you have mountain lions and geese and swans and sturgeon. You know, we live where it is good still. It is good still. And they say on a worldwide scale, indigenous people are about 5% of the world's population, but where we live is about 75% of the world's biodiversity. You know, so I really think it's time for us all to work together. If you want to protect the biodiversity of life, because that's where it, you know, it comes from, life comes from that, we all need to work together. Our wild rice itself, just to say, you know, dormant in lakes because they were flooded by white people who need to have lake homes and big boats, flood our lakes out, 
bury our rice under there. Some of our lakes, one lake, no rice for 50 years. Another was 17 years. And then one day the water levels fell and the rice came back. That tells you something about the beauty and persistence of seeds and of life itself, right? Of life itself. So that is where I come from. That is also, you know, the place, you know, whether it is the Amazon or the Arctic or Madagascar, those are indigenous people's territories. And the same thing, we are everywhere. You know, and at the same time, we are in this time where, uh, you know, we know that this is our garden. You know, my t land is my garden, but I'm also a farmer. You know, my land has mushrooms. My land has all those uh, fiddlehead ferns, right? My land has all that. So our land is our garden. Our land is our garden. That's everyone's garden if you take care of your land. You know, you can get a lot of things there that may not be in your formal garden. You know, you get life there, but you just got to work with that. You know, but also I'm a farmer, and I guess that's why I'm here. You know, I've, I farm, uh, you know, uh, for 20 years or 30, almost 30 years. I'm 60 years old. I farmed since I was 30 for sure. And I raise uh, corn, beans, squash, uh, heritage potatoes, and uh, Jerusalem artichokes, uh, t traditional tobacco varieties, and I raise hemp. I'm a fiber hemp farmer. I'm a fiber hemp farmer. So that's what I'm going to talk to you a little bit about. You know, so that's, that's what I do, and that's what we do in our community. But kind of in the bigger picture, I find myself in an awkward situation. You know, probably like a lot of you, I just really want to live my life. The Creator gave me a pretty good gig where I live. You can get sugar from a tree, that maple sugar. And my guy from Sudbury knows that. Right, we're on the same team, him and I. And you can get rice from a lake, and you could drink the water from our lakes in Minnesota. That's pretty good, huh? And I just, I feel like my job is to keep it that way. Right? If you've got that, why would you mess that one up, right? You keep that one. And so we try to do that, but, you know, I just say at this moment in time, you guys are a smart bunch, but I spent seven years of my life finding the single largest pipeline company in North America, the Enbridge Corporation. You know, I didn't enter into this relationship lightly, believe me, and I want a divorce any time now. Anytime now, I'm like, take your stuff and go home. But, you know, we're in a crisis across this country, the fossil fuels industry and the fossil fuels infrastructure, which is crumbling and destroying our planet. And for seven years, the Enbridge Corporation has been trying to throw a new pipe across our territory. They call it a replacement pipe, but you don't put in 300 miles of new line and call that a replacement. That's a new corridor. For seven years, my tribes, a bunch of non-Indian lakeshore owners, Farmers, environmentalists, all those youth climate interveners have faced them down in the Minnesota regulatory system. And we have defeated them already once. We defeated them in 2016 on a pipeline called the Sandpiper. We defeat that pipeline one time. We defeat them. Big company. Then they went to Standing Rock. And they bought, that's the, that's the uh, Enbridge, bought 28% of the Dakota Access Pipeline. And you all saw what happened at Standing Rock. So what I know is that the rights of corporations supersede the rights of people and the rights of Mother Earth, and that's not right. That's not right, because a corporation in the United States is considered a natural person under the law. And the fact is, is that everybody here knows that a corporation is not a person, because a corporation doesn't have a soul. To be a person, you have to have a soul. Earth riots raged yesterday as thousands of tree people crossed the Hudson establishing beachheads along the West Side Highway, planting trees, and then disappearing into the Greenwich Village area, uh, uh, apparently taken in by sympathetic local residents. Police are trying to keep the so-called earthers 
from reaching the crowds of animal humans. Animal humans are occupying uh, the Great Meadow in Central Park as I speak. Bird people were observed by police landing in the Bronx and west uh, from the Far Rockaways in Brooklyn. Now the mayor has asked the administration in Washington to declare earthers as terrorists. They want them to say that parents need to keep their children home. Bird and fish and trees should not be invited into our homes. The tornado uh, storms that have hovered over New Jersey in recent years seem to have given the fish people cover. They seized Liberty Island and Ellis Island late last night. The, the Coast Guard tells us uh, they're having difficulties in approaching the landmarks with their landing vehicles. Now, the refineries on the outskirts of Newark have not been online since a three-pronged attack by bird, fish, and forest people in early April. A reporter invited to tour the facilities found the oil storage tanks covered with rare vines. Experiments in oil reclamation use fossil fuel-eating bacteria. The old power plants are surrounded by armed police. However, the police are in turn surrounded by more citizens, some of them in the illegal nature costumes. Now, they were once considered earthers, were once considered an eccentric fringe element in the environmental movement. The earthers' flocks and schools and moving forests briefly seized control of London last month, forcing biosystems over human social systems. This is not a new idea. Not a new social observers trace influences to Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds and to Edward Abbey's The Monkey Wrench Gang. The problem, officials insist, is the infiltration now of the teachers' union. All biology teachers in high schools are now held in the famous rubber rooms in the school buildings. Natural scientists in the universities are also reporting detentions and interrogations. The Audubon Society and the Natural Resources Defense Council insist that they've never talked to the Earthers, never. Bird people were, however, uh, photographed on the roof of the Audubon Society's headquarters in downtown New York. Infiltration of environmentalist organizations by the Earthers is widely suspected by the police. You know, the, uh, perhaps the greatest problem, though, is what the police call the Bronx Zoo Breakout Conversions. Traffic jams are reported along the Brooklyn-Queens Expressway as motorists spontaneously stop their cars and perform like animals along the highway with their stereos blasting the sounds of forest bird calls or big cat growls from the African plains. Conversions are considered the work of wacky cults to some, but others see the old flash mob tradition run amok, large-scale improvisatory performances. Hundreds of vehicles have stopped in the middle of thoroughfares. Families are taking bird-like positions on the roof or on the hood of the car, soaring with their arms in wing-like gestures. Now, notable among the bird performers are the police, doing the Blue Jay Boogie, using their blue uniforms to mimic the jay. Uh, it should be noted that blue, blue jays are aggressive birds, uh, related to shrikes and crows, and, and they are known for their gang-like flocking. No arrests have been reported, however. Uh, the BQE continues its conversion to a strange interspecies bio-highway.
don't we sense that something is going on here? What is going on? We watch the back and forth of the screaming hate. There's something entertaining about it. <laughs> you watch the screams, you watch the damnation, but it's as if the floor will explode with an earthquake. It's as if the ceiling will come down and be covered with a rainforest canopy. Something's going to happen in a second. We will all begin to dance. These lawmakers are so agitated and weird. How can they sustain this any longer? Denying the Earth's presence is not working. The accelerating evolution is everywhere. It's coming through us. You can't close the great oak door and hope to be alone. <laughs> no, the evolution is speeding up and speeding up and speeding up. There is a tremendous release of energy. The Earth is doing something basic. Full-scale evolution of the natural world is speeding up. Change hallelujah. <laughs> And this current crisis can kill us. It is killing us by the hundreds of thousands. But it can also be the basis for the graciousness at the heart of democracy. Any given moment in that old room decorated by the dead. The main fact is that all of the lawmakers are sharing the same life at the same time. All the haters in the room share that 98% that we've been calling life. It's the common thing. It's the whole thing. It is what everybody shares and it makes the heightened conversations supportable. And what I mean by that is you can shout what you believe and it does not have to be hatred because we are all dedicated to the ongoing life of life. Whatever we say, we support the whole thing. And that binding system has usually been the nation state or God or a war. But now it is the earth. Now it is the earth. That's the music. That's the dance. And it's time for thank yous and goodbyes. First of all, we'd like to thank the Mystery Baby and the Mystery Baby's Mystery Mother for letting us plug in their sounds, their songs, their breathing on today's Earth Church. Justice Ghost from the Stop Shopping Choir, William Moses and James Solomon Ben. What a dance tune. Dancing for Justice and Democracy. Savitri D, director of the Church of Stop Shopping. Thank you for news from the natural world and the sounds of extinction. Winona LaDuke, our teacher from northern Minnesota, resisting the Enbridge pipeline, will join you as soon as we can. The Fiery Eagles of Justice, Brendan Burke on the drums. And once again, Jason Candler on the saxophone and the special effects. Jason, thank you. Thank you to Neil Young. Neil, your community that puts us on the religion page of the Times Contrarian in the Neil Young archives. And finally, thank you to Peter and Christian at Pantheon Podcasts for putting us on 50 podcast networks around the world. Amen. And a special thank you today 
goes out from the Church of Stop Shopping and the Reverend Billy Radio Earth Music Earth Action Show, yeah, to KXCR 90.7 FM, serving the good people of the stunningly beautiful Oregon Central Coast. We are honored to be a part of your radio family. Earthaluya. Somebody give me an Earthaluya here today. Amen. <laughs> 